Hey, what's up? Like, totally time for 90210. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to the 90210 Show. My name is Ark. With me as always is my girlfriend, Carol. How you doing, Carol? Hey, what's up, Micro Machine Man? Not much. I'm I'm an auctioneer. But yeah, Micro Machine Man, that's, that's a good one, too. Well, he is like an auctioneer. Yeah, that's true. It's been a good week here. <laughs> At the show, it is May 9th, 1997. Sure it is. How are you? I'm good and just trying to get over everything that we witnessed. How are you? Trying to get over it all, huh? Right? I'm trying to get under it. <laughs> that's later, huh? <laughs> Uh yeah, I'm fine. I mean, it it was a hell of an episode. It's it's the last episode of season five, yep. I believe. Two full hours. P.S. I love you. So much went down for some reason, though. This most of this episode takes place in the desert. It's kind of weird. In the middle of the desert, they discover the pile of women. The <laughs> right. <laughs> but for some reason, the Keg House brothers. The Kegghouse brothers are all together on a trip, and Steve's dad when there's, you think provided them a house to stay you, in. Do you think that when the Keg brothers all go on a trip, they have one Keg brother that stays in an undisclosed location <laughs> as a designated survivor in case in case the Keg brothers are assassinated? Maybe. Because if not, I mean, you could take out the entire Keg fraternity. You could, but you know what? You could do that every day. Because they're all together all the time. Oh, if a bomb blew up at the at that keg house, the world would lose a bomb. <laughs> right. So, <clears throat> so well, I, I'm a little unclear. Yes. About the background of this story because it's like because you weren't paying were attention? there. No, I was paying attention, but it was confusing. Like, okay, Donna's mom was doing something. Donna, Donna was doing something. Mm-hmm. And the Keg brothers were seeing some politician talk, but it also some politician. But it also Sonny Bono, right? Don't you know? But it also seemed like it was all together, uh-huh. and like they were all staying at the Keg house. Not Donna's mom and you know Steve's dad may have been, but I'm just saying like <laughs> like all these people controversy. Who, all these people who weren't even part of it were there. The Keg brothers are passing around Donna's mom, I guess. <laughs> Guess so. She's not Jeez. staying at the same house. No, she like I said, she's not. But <clears throat> just saying, it's not just Keg Brothers. At They're this house. all staying. Okay, I, I will clarify it for you. Please, I will provide some clarity <laughs> in the situation. Donna is an alpha something. I don't remember what, but that's the sorority she belongs to. Okay. So the Keg Brothers are there. The their their sister sorority or whatever. They're they're affiliated sorority the Alpha House or whatever, is also there. They are having a shared event. They're both at the same resort. Okay. They got, they rented a house, a cabana or whatever, on this resort for the Cake Brothers. Presumably the Alphas have their own place. We didn't see it. Yeah. That's weird. Well, the place was probably where Donna and Valerie both seem to be. Yeah. It's like a hotel. Yeah, so Brandon's invited. I, apparently, Valerie's invited too. 
Yeah, why was Valerie even there? She's not in a fraternity or a sorority. No. She sticks her nose up and all that stuff, but she she tagged along with Brandon, and I guess it's just fine. Yeah. So And Brandon was just tagging along, too, though. Well, Steve wanted him there. Yeah. Steve's like, you're going to fucking come here. Well, it was probably better because they're selling the Walsh house and, like, the place was just crawling with realtors the whole weekend. Do you think they strike that set? I, I mean, I don't understand. <laughs> Maybe. They could easily just say, we're leaving, but, you know, you can... You can stay in stay the house. here. Yeah, that would have been e- an easier choice. But instead, they're fucking selling it right out from under them. But that makes more sense. I mean, that's what would, what would really happen. Find your own way in the world, Brandon. <laughs> We're moving to another country. Just like your sister, she never bothers us. Right? She never comes up anymore. <laughs> that's so weird. But yeah, they don't even they don't even call her on the phone or whatever to tell them. Hey, we're move. Tell tell her we're moving to Hong Kong, honey. Right? What if she came to visit? Oh, she'd she, be SOL. She has no clue what's going on. But anyway, so yeah, that's the that's the situation. There's a joint event going on. The she's giving uh I almost said Tori spelling, but Donna is giving a big speech. And her mom is too. Yes, her mom's also giving a speech about family and she's probably a um alumnus. alumni. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah, she's a former sorority girl too. That makes sense. So, okay, and so Brandon didn't want to go on this trip that Steve invited him on because, A, he thought he should be there for the selling of the house, and B, he's, you know, sad and heartbroken about Kelly. Correct. He just wants to mope. Yeah, which, you know, he deserves to. Yeah, sure. Um, But he decides to go eventually. Yeah. And Valerie, did she go with him? I thought yes. they were separate. No, she said if you want a, if you want company... Out to the desert. And then she says, you know, we can drive. Oh, yeah, I'll car. let you drive my car. Yeah. Okay. Because she has the cool car. Yeah, so whatever. I don't know what it is. Corvette, yeah. Trans Am, I don't know. Some kind of cool car, though. So, yeah, so they drive out there. And then Kelly is also going out there because she's also in the sorority. Well, she was. I think she dropped out. Oh, yeah. Of the sorority when she was in that cult. So, I think... I think she's just a guest at this point. You know what I just thought about, though? Like, why doesn't Donna live at the sorority like Steve lives at the sorority? I don't know. I mean, or the fraternity. Claire Claire, and David are also there, and they are also not in the fraternity. They're just coming as guests. Weird. Apparently, anyone can just be here. Apparently. And Donna invites Ray. Yeah, Donna drags Ray. That's so stupid. Like, I don't understand why they want to be together. They have nothing in common. My favorite part of this episode was when they show this is getting off the track a little bit, but when they when they're they show Ray for the first time with his mom and he's he's practicing a song on a guitar. We we never get to see him sing. Mm-hmm. It's so funny because he says he's writing a love song for Donna and his mom's like, Well, I think it'll just work, you know, because of how romantic she is. And then we cut. <laughs> it's like a comedy cut. We cut to him ostensibly having just played the song and Donna going, that's a very nice song. It's like, it's like they're trying to hide him. Right. (laughs) Like his singing must be so bad. It's hilarious. But it was like a comedy scene. But anyway, my favorite part is when he's talking to his mom and he's like, dad used to, you know, beat you up pretty good, didn't he? And she was like, yeah, he's like, Hey, uh, just asking for a friend. How did he get away with that? <laughs> Basically, why yeah. didn't he go to jail? And he's like, he gets his notebook out. 
Wait, why didn't you ever press charges? And she's like, oh, well, he said he loved me and all this stuff. And he's like, okay, okay. And he's like, okay, so this is the, now I know how to get, now I know how to get away with it with Donna. <laughs> yeah, basically. So, and then Kelly decides she's going to go the day after everybody else goes. Right, because she's got a, she's got some experimenting to do. I don't think that was her intention at any point. Like, no. I mean, I think everybody else, including that chick, thought that, though. But, yeah, she picks... Everyone watching was hoping. Yeah. She picks up that uh, burn victim chick from the hospital, which, like, does she not have any friends or any family? Why is Kelly, who's practically a stranger, picking her up? She was dating that one girl. She broke up with her, and I I guess that's it. So weird. That's the only... The rest of her family, ironically, died in a uh, blizzard. Ha, ha, ha. So then she, apparently, apparently this lady is the one who set this up, but set up a romantic candlelit dinner. Mm-hmm. And Kelly is apparently the one serving the food because she's like, oh, you know, I didn't know creme brulee was whatever. Right. Like, didn't you make it, though, Kelly? Main course was fish, which seems like, you know, kind of a mixed <laughs> signals. But, I mean, they were just being weird and stupid the whole time. Yeah. So, Claire. Right, snapper. <laughs> And Claire and David come up to just get the rest of their bags or whatever, and Kelly thinks they're already gone. And they're just watching them through the window like psychopaths. Claire is. <laughs> well, because she, Donna had said, or not Donna, but Kelly had said, I'll be up a day later because I've got some personal business to attend to. And they're like, oh, what's that? And she's like, yeah, it's, it's my own private business. I'm not telling you. So it's a big secret. Mm-hmm. So then Claire sees through the window she's having dinner with this girl and she's like, "Oh, there's the big secret." David's like, "Oh my god, she's gonna fuck her!" And like, that's that's why it's a secret. And like when they come in, they're like leering practically. It's like, sorry to interrupt your date. I mean dinner. Yeah, it, it's weird. So now they they have the knowledge that Kelly was having dinner with this chick and that it was a big secret. Mm-hmm. So Brandon is at this thing, and he is doing the thing that Brandon should never do. Right. And getting drunk. Yes, he is. And so then... What's his name? Months? Yeah. He's got, like, uh, double holsters. One has margaritas. The other has slow gin fizzes for some... Right. You know, like, every college kid loves to drink slow gin fizzes. It's so weird. Every college kid has the same taste as a advertising executive from 1953. <laughs> But yeah, so Brandon decides he's going to get fishnuckered. <laughs> and Claire and David show up and tell him. Yeah, he's like, David, what are you hiding, David? And David's like, well, I mean, maybe maybe Kelly's uh, a lesbian now. So then he gets fishnuckered part two. Yeah, and well, he comes to the, it's funny too, because he comes into the pool. They're ha- having like water volleyball that they're playing mm-hmm. and he comes into the pool and he's like oh yeah buddy like he he uh what's it called he cannonballs in in his clothes <laughs> at steve and steve's like hey we're about to win here and he's like he's like who gives a fuck about winning and starts splashing him and then steve proceeds to try to drown him <laughs> yeah he's just picking him up and dunking him over and over and over it's, it's hilarious but like also concerning at it one point. goes on too long i was it, it really like i was thinking this the episode has time for this it's like a full 
two minutes. There are a few things that drag in this episode that it seems like they were just trying to do filler. Like yeah. the beginning, mm-hmm. just watching Steve driving down the road for like <laughs> five minutes. so long. <laughs> For the credits, like, yeah, I mean, I, I literally had time just, to notice that he's changing his baseball cap from right. being on correctly to backward. Yeah, to be cool, extra cool. Right, right. But yeah, he's just checking out girls. At one point you go, yeah, we get it, he's horny. Yeah. I mean, the whole time he's just like, oh, oh, ouch, oh, look at that, all these girls. Like, oh my oh, God, we're Steve. We're Palm Springs. Shut up. Is Palm Springs in the desert? Yeah. Why is it Palm Springs? Like... I mean, the desert is supposed to be without the water, right? Yeah, so, there's no water out there. So why do they call it Palm Springs? I don't know. There's palm trees out there? They're liars. It's an oasis inside the desert. I see. But yeah, there's a vibrant community in, in Palm Springs, but it, it is surrounded by the desert. Like Las Vegas. Yes, basically. So, <clears throat> yeah. So Steve... Uh, Eventually zeroes in on a target, though. Oh, yeah, he does. The goddess, as he says. So, yeah, him and Brandon go out to get more booze, because that's what this situation needs. Yeah. And Just pile more booze on top of it. And the entire time, he's talking about how Valerie wants to fuck him, and how it's starting to sound like a good idea the more and more drunk he gets. Right. Well, I mean, it's got to sound like a good idea, at least partially all the time. I mean, right. she's pretty hot. Yeah, exactly. But it is weird if they grew up together. And he's starting to hallucinate his parents, by the way. What the fuck? Yeah, like at first he was really drunk, so it was kind of understandable, but the next time he... sees his parents in a mirror. Yeah, the next time he hallucinates them, he's not drunk. And each time they're telling him, don't fuck Valerie, apparently. Yeah. Like, you know, she looks up to you and stuff. Like, like what? She goes down and, I mean, looks up on (laughs) I don't understand where we're supposed to get that she looks up to him. I don't know. I've I've never gotten that feeling. No. They don't feel like they've known each other all their lives. But they have. I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean, there's video evidence at the end of the episode. (laughs) Which I think is hilarious about this is Brenda was not in the home movie (laughs) from when they were little kids. Brenda was visiting a daycare in Paris at the time. Right? It's like, what the fuck? You can't even throw a little girl in there and call her Brenda? Right, no. She's banned. <laughs> we will never name her. So, yeah, Valerie's all sorts of wanting to get with Brandon as per usual. Mm-hmm. And he's starting to think about it. Yeah. And the end of... Well, the, you were talking about they would go to the gas station. Oh, yeah. And yeah. he sees this, <clears throat> this woman. This so, goddess who can't pump gas because she just did her nails. Yeah, like why are you at a gas station? Why were you driving? Exactly. Like wait ten more minutes. How are you gonna go to the bathroom? (laughs) So yeah, Steve pumps her gas. He's like, Can I do that to you? I mean for you. (laughs) And then well she's also equally ribald because he's standing there and she's like, Are you gonna uh, just stand there with that hose or are you gonna stick it into my nozzle? Yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah. But it was like, <clears throat> letters from Penthouse was cringing at how <laughs> horrible these lines were. So they end up uh, taking off together, though. He leaves Brandon and goes off with this chick. Yeah, starts making out. He's like, I'm going to fuck this woman. He's His dad had set it. We'll get back to the other storyline, but his dad had set him up with this woman. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I about her. he 
he is skeptical of his dad's motives because apparently his dad's tried to set him up before with women, uh, but always for his own benefits and mm-hmm. not for Steve's benefit. So he wants to kind of reject this other woman. So he's he's going with the goddess or whatever. And yeah, they start making out. Uh, yeah, they, they start making out. Mm-hmm. And he comes up with a handful of fake booby. Yeah. And he's like, what is this? Big silicon. And he's like, and all of a sudden her voice drops. And she goes, <laughs> like you didn't know. <laughs> it was so funny, too, because the actress is clearly a woman. Yeah. That's not a guy. No. I wouldn't think. I mean, I if guess that's it's a guy, possible. Fucking bravo, sir. But I don't think that's a guy. And the, the line, the, like you didn't know, sounded... ADR. Yeah. She's laying against the car, so you can't really see her lips that much. Mm-hmm. I'm not even sure if they moved. And it did not sound, it, the, you can tell ADR audio. So I, they just got a dude to be like, they got one of the crew members. Yeah. Be like, just say this line. Look, you didn't know. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so he's like, ah, you know, and he, he literally screams. It was pretty funny. It was hilarious. And, like, I don't think a dude could have that nice of a body as a woman. Like, with, he had the fake breasts fine, but, like, you can't fake hips like that. Right. So. Yes, uh, those hips won't lie. Right? Childbearing hips. That's right. So, yeah. So, Steve's all wronged, but then he decides to go after the chickie that his dad wants him to be with because, you know, the other one was a man. Exactly. How would you like that? Well, your second choice, because the first one was a man. Right. So, okay, so Brandon and Valerie. We want to finish the Brandon-Valerie storyline first. Finish it, I guess. I, I guess I've been trying to go in chronological order, but okay, that's, well, not, yeah, let's, let's, that's let's, not working. Well, no, it, it, see, the thing is, is this this episode is so serpentine. This is maybe the the best they've done it of weaving the plots actually yeah. together. So it it is kind of difficult to go storyline by storyline. I think chronological is fine. Um, but yeah, Brandon and Valerie. First of all, they if, were. Tr- if we're gonna do that, though, I want to back up a little bit and clarify about the uh, the the woman that Rush Sanders wants to set him up with. Okay, go ahead. Well, so he's like, I got a blind date for you, and and Steve's like, Oh, look at all the eye candy! I don't want a blind date. <laughs> but she turns out to be. Attractive, as Brandon puts it, foin. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> this is before he's drunk. Yeah. And he says, from where I'm looking, she seems foin. <laughs> and he says it exactly like that. Yeah. And I was like, that is a bold acting choice. <laughs> he he cannot pull that word off. No, I, I mean, I sounded ten times cooler than he did say. Right, this. right. It was bad. I, I'm sorry. I tried to say it as bad as he did, but even <laughs> I can't stoop to that level. I mean, he might like. I think he became so white in that moment. I think he became translucent. Right. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, it turns out that they have some business deal. Her dad and and his dad, and he's like, "Oh, ah, business deal. This is what I was afraid of." Mm-hmm. And now he doesn't want to be with her. Ridiculous. But it turns out the business deal is merely a 
uh, whatever not-for-profit thing, and Rush is like, I don't give a fuck if we do this deal or not, because he <laughs> clearly doesn't care about charities. Right. So, yeah, so do you think that he's going to keep dating her beyond this? We'll see. I mean, I wouldn't have thought the last one would have lasted, but she did. Yeah. Cause, what was her name? Cassandra? Um, I don't know. It was uh, Carrie Grant and uh, Diane Cannon's daughter. Yeah, I don't remember her name, but... <clears throat> Yeah. So we were at, I think you were wanting to talk about Brandon and Valerie. Yeah. So she tells him to come get in the hot tub with her. They're the only people (laughs) that are left at this big house because everybody else is at some event they're not invited to because they don't technically belong there. Right. Although, and I guess Claire and David just hadn't shown up yet. Mm -hmm. So he's like, all right, I'm going to get in the pool and he's all drunk. And he spends so long talking to his hallucination of his parents that she comes looking for him. Yeah. That's pretty fucked up. Yeah. I mean, drinking should not do that to a person. Cause hallucinations? Yeah. You're correct. Especially, I mean, it's like, it's not like he's like an alcoholic. No. I don't know what's going on with him. Yeah. I'm I'm afraid that he might have like some sort of like manic depression or... Or schizophrenia or something Right, like he's having some kind of mental break because his parents left and he's freaking out. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, so he's talking to them about it and they're telling him, no, 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 don't don't be with her. And then she catches him talking to himself. Mm-hmm. Who are you talking to? The man in the mirror. Okay. They finally go get in the hot tub mm-hmm. and then everybody comes back in this weird conga line singing, we're getting in the hot tub. What in the actual fuck was I that? I don't know. That was the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, that would not happen in real life. And A conga line of fraternity and sorority people screaming, we're, keep the hot tub running, we're getting in the hot tub, or whatever they were saying. But they weren't just screaming it. They were, like, chanting it over and over. Yeah. In a conga line. It was so fucked up. I thought it should have been one of his hallucinations. It was, yeah, it was like pink elephants on parade <laughs> in Dumbo or whatever. So they were thwarted. No, nothing occurred at that point. No. And then the next day, Brandon was all hungover, and, you know, he Steve brought... And that's when David came to him. Yeah. Me. So did they drive all night? Like, I don't know. I guess, yeah. So David, not David, Steve, though, had brought him, I thought this was so nice, like a tray full of different hangover cures. Like, he's a good friend. Mm-hmm. And at first, he's, you know, trying to cure his hangover. Then David tells him he thinks Kelly's a lesbian, that uh, she was dating the chick, and he's like, I want a beer, and he gets yeah. drunk again. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. Spends <sighs> a drunken weekend. He had already, oh, and he had, actually, he had been at the political event the night before and got kicked out by Steve's dad because he was so drunk and, and he was like, talking about He was talking shit about Sonny Bono. Yeah, he was being really rude. It was worse than when Dylan showed up at that one event. Yes. And then that's when he that's when he saw Valerie in the hot tub. Yeah. And he got kicked out of there. So yeah, so now he's going to get all fucked up again. And ba- Valerie decides they need to get out of this situation so she can get him alone. Oh yeah. So she's like, "How about I get us a hotel room and you come stay? It's a two-room suite, you know, whatever." Mm-hmm. And uh then Kelly shows up. So that's fun. Well, if we're going in chronological order, then we got to talk about Kelly and the lesbian. Oh, yeah. Kelly and the lesbian. So 
Kelly tells her she does not uh, want a relationship. Correct. And she's like, it's something you got to try to know. <laughs> yeah, she's really, she's she's pulling out all the stuff. She's really angling. Yeah. She's like, but you're never going to know. It's like, if you, have, you know, if you never ate chocolate ice cream, <laughs> if you never had that hit your tongue, right. you wouldn't know. Maybe you'll like it. You don't know. Well, she wasn't quite that smooth. Uh, <laughs> but Kelly's just like, no, I know. <laughs> so she she blows her off. Yeah, and that's the thing is like, I've never had a cock in my mouth, <laughs> but I'm ninety five percent sure I wouldn't like it. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that I wouldn't that I wouldn't be about that. Right. I don't think I need to try it to know. Yeah, I think that's a thing a person could be sure of. Yeah, I think you can be sure if you you know. If she thinks about going down on you and is grossed out, that's the end of that. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so, I guess she could always do the chasing the chasing Amy thing, you know. Ew. She waved her hand after it was inside too. Like wiggled her fingers and waved yeah. her hand. Just like jazz hands. <laughs> that can't be on, right? No. No, that cannot be. That's so gross. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, so. then so she gets rejected. I mean, that's pretty much all it comes to is yeah. like she's staying one night and then she's going up north back to, you know, near where she lives. And she's like, I don't have to go north, you know. I got to always stay with you in your bedroom. Right. And Kelly's like, yeah, no, but you do. But yeah, she, so she basically blows her off. So then the next day she goes up to, uh, you know, Palm Springs. And walks in on Brandon uh, having... Just the most fun uh, prank ever imaginable. They're doing prank fucking calls. prank They're doing the calls. jerky boys. He calls a... What's he call? He calls a sperm bank, I think? Or a prostate no. office? Yeah. Or, uh, a urologist. And he says, I'm uh, Richard uh, In- Inya, I think. Yeah, something like that. Dick's in ya. You know, that's, yeah. that's what his, he is. But anyway, so, you know, they're like, they're all like laughing and stuff like that. And, and Kelly walks up and she's like, mm, real nice or whatever. And he's like, oh, you don't approve of what we're doing, you know, what the guys are doing? Oh, you don't like guys anymore, do you? Yeah. Not- you prefer girls. And she's like, ooh. She goes, who told you, Claire or David? And uh, he doesn't say no. So, but it that, was David. <clears throat> that's a very unpleasant exchange. And then Valerie just happens to drive by in her, her little golf cart. Right. Hey, let's go to my two room suites. Yeah, <laughs> I'm here to the rescue. Yeah. So he just hops on and drives away with her, and Kelly's just like, whatever. Like Kelly's kind of pissed. Kelly mm-hmm. keeps talking about how, like, just because she didn't want to marry him and move in with him doesn't mean she doesn't want a relationship. And that doesn't make a lot of sense based on the way the last episode ended. It wasn't the spirit of the last episode. She said, I'm choosing me. Yeah. What does that mean? If you're not choosing, like, she didn't say, I'm choosing Brandon, but I don't want to get engaged and I don't want to move in with you. Right. What she said is, I'm choosing me. I'm rejecting the two of you. Yes. I think maybe she was trying to, like, save Dylan's face or something i don't know i don't know 
But yeah, she did it wrong if that was her intent. I like how they bring up the whole we're soulmate storyline and then it gets dropped immediately. Because Dylan thinks that there are soulmates and everything. And it, like it seemed like the show was hinting at they were soulmates, they should end up together, but they drop it almost instantly. Well, I mean, it was one episode ago, so I wouldn't say they necessarily dropped it. It could certainly come back. We'll see. Because just because she doesn't think they're soulmates doesn't mean he doesn't still I think it. I don't think it's coming back. I mean, it's still part of his movie, too, which is a big another big thing that's going on in this episode. Oh, we'll get to that. <laughs> that almost has to be saved for last. It does. Of, but, yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, so, okay, I'm trying to remember how it is that Brandon ends up in Valerie's car and she's waiting for him. What? Valerie is waiting for Brandon in their hotel. Uh Uh-huh. And he's driving her car somewhere. He went to go get something. I don't remember what. Yeah. And she's like, he went to go get something. She's like, you can take my car. I think he went to a bar to think. Hmm. Because that's where he had his second hallucination. Yeah. So, and do you think he was drunk or at least drinking then? I think he was drinking, yeah. So, I mean. Not drunk, though. I don't know. He gets pulled over on the way back. Right. And the cop asks if he's been drinking, and he says no. He lies. And then thinks better of it and says, well, I had a couple of beers like 12 hours ago, and the guy's like, oh, drinking in the morning? Right. And uh, then Brandon, he said, it's my friend's car, because he asked for license and registration. He's looking for the registration, tips down the visor, and into his lap falls a joint. Yeah. Why he's looking under the visor for the registration as yeah. opposed to the glove box. Uh, he's stupid. So he gets taken into police custody because of Valerie's joints. Yeah, that's right. And I'm surprised that he didn't get any charges or any, you know, like he was had been drinking. So like he claims that he test that he tested like I guess they took his blood. Yeah, he said, well, he said they did a drug test. I don't know if it was blood or urine or how they do that, but. Right. Oh, yeah, I guess it could have been urine. But he said, like, oh, if I had it in my system or whatever, but I guess he was able to successfully argue that it's not his car. They probably looked at the registration and realized, hey, he's not tested positive. It's not him. Mm. So, yeah, so they let him go. Seems like that car would be impounded, though. For sure. But it wasn't. No. So they let him go. He wakes Valerie up in the middle of the night when he gets out of jail. She's like, I waited up for you till four in the morning, motherfucker. And he's like, I was in jail because of your fucking stash or because of your fucking, you know, weed or whatever. And then he grabs her stash, which is just sitting on the bedside table. Like, I'm sure that's normal and would be. Right. And flushes it down the toilet. Big mound of pot. Yeah. Hey, my stash. Whatever. I don't think it would go that way either. No. Plus, it's a lot of money. Yeah. Rude. Yeah. You don't do that to somebody. Valerie was like, no one told you to touch the fu- visor. <laughs> what the fuck? So, uh, yeah, he's kind of pissed off at her. She's kind of pissed off at him. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm going to find my own way home. Yeah. So he takes a bus. He's like, Plenty of time to think on the bus. And you know what happens when two characters are pissed off at each other? What? She comes back to the house. They both they're both in the house. He's watching the home movies of them as children. Yeah. Again, at a birthday party without Brenda. Which a 
apparently turns him on. <laughs> I she don't sits know. down. He says, Hey, house is sold. Or house has been sold to some Hong Kongian couple, ironically. Some couple from Hong Kong came. It's, it was an exchange program, apparently. Right. And, you know, it's all fast track, so they have two weeks to get out. Yeah. And she's like, a lot can happen in two weeks. So he just reaches over and grabs her and kisses her. Like. It's everything you've ever wanted. At first, I thought he was going to be like, oh, it's like kissing my sister. I thought yeah. I thought that was because of, like, the way the hallucinations right. were going. He's watching the video of them as kids. Yeah. That was not a sister kiss. That was oh, a yeah. hell of a kiss. Yeah. So, yeah, they're definitely having sex. Oh, yeah. For sure. So, okay, what do you want to do now, Dylan or Donna and David or Donna and uh, Ray? Oh, who? I don't know which <laughs> which way you want to go. What should we end on? I hmm. guess let's let's do Ray and Donna, and then we can end on a somewhat happier note. I guess. Okay, so Donna gets Ray. She forgives him when he sings to her, but she says, but you gotta come with me this weekend. And he doesn't want to, obviously, because right. he never wants to be around anybody. Because he fucking hates rich people and everything they stand for. Yeah, so like, why date a rich girl? I don't know. Especially one that's not putting out. Right. What is going on, Ray? Anyway, he goes with her, and he's gotta stay at the house with the fraternity boys. Yeah, the kegs. Like, he doesn't get along with those people. See, they are. They are shit. They are, Like, she's with all the girls. Yeah. That must be what it is. Yeah. So, yeah, it's not a good situation. He's pissed off the whole time. He doesn't want to be around her mother. Mm-hmm. But when he is around her mother, they bond. They do, because he's all pissed off that she's in a bikini in a pool, like, yeah, playing, like a person. Playing volleyball. Right. And she's like, oh, the mom's like, eh. With the and he's like, she says something like, you know, oh, I don't approve of the way that she dresses or whatever. And he's like, well, you better sit down, Miss Martin, because we actually agree on something. Yeah, she's. I like, don't like the provocative way she dresses either. She's like, I've been trying for years to get her to, you know, dress better. You know, maybe, maybe you could do something. Yeah, if you could somehow exhibit some control and <laughs> command over her life, and maybe you know, cut her off from her friends and. Right. Make her do everything that you say and make her feel as if she has no escape. That'd be great, right? Yeah, ladies, a uh, big red flag from a dude is if they try to tell you how to dress. So watch how out. How to dress, that. where you can and can't go, who you who can you hang can out with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All you young ladies out there, if you if you if any of if you ever find yourself thinking, huh, you know, uh I guess I can't wear this because my my boyfriend wouldn't like it. That's not the one for you. So next time we see Donna, she's wearing a uh, very high cut, you know, not not flattering at all dress. Yeah. And his and the mom's like, hey, if if that's uh, your doing, I'm, you know, I thank you. Right. You can do whatever you want to her now. <laughs> and then he's talking about, like, she's like, what can we do that would make this weekend more fun for you? So he says, I want to go horseback riding. Yeah, he's a big country boy. So he wants to go horseback riding with Dean Martin in Palm Springs. (laughs) So they go horseback riding for an hour, which seems like a decent amount of time to ride horses. I I don't know. I I guess they went an hour, an hour there. They've got to be going about an hour back. right? Right. You would think. 
But he's mad and doesn't want to turn around yet. She's like, but my mom's speech is coming up and I'm going to miss it. I only get an hour of your precious time. Yeah, he whines like a little bitch. Yeah. Well, he is. And so then they show up late to her mother's thing. Like, for the very, very end of it. And she's all pissed off because she's like, hey, I'm talking about family up there and my own family's not here. That makes me look like a fucking dick. And Ray's like, oh, it was my fault. I lost track of time. She's like, I appreciate what you're trying to do, Ray, but my daughter's always been a fuck up. So then him and Donna are arguing. Mm -hmm. And as we're watching the argument, I had a bad feeling because they they start going up the stairs. Mm -hmm. And it's like there's no reason for them to be on these stairs arguing unless they're going to do something with the stairs. It's the pushing stairs. (laughs) remember yeah <laughs> so all of a sudden that's like, gonna find instead of pushing stairs he he does first he pushes her to the edge of the like where the la- the what do you call it the landing not the landing the lamp he he pushes her up against the precipice <laughs> Fuck. the railing yes thank you <laughs> And she's like, ow, you're hurting me. And she mm-hmm. tries to get away from him by running away. And he grabs and pulls her back to him mm-hmm. and throws her down the stairs, which I'm Rag sure. her down the stairs. I'm sh- I mean, like, he's like, it was an accident. I'm sure it was an accident that she fell down the stairs. You're still yes. being physical but, with her. Yeah, he was manhandling her and hurting her yeah. and not letting her get away from him. Right. So, sorry, it's still on you. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he didn't fucking push her down the stairs like he was trying to kill her. Right. But it's still his fault. Yeah. Agreed. And Valerie... Sees it all. The whole thing she sees out of the window. Yeah, she pulls a Claire and she's watching the scene from a window. (laughs) Mrs. Kravitz. She goes... Arthur! Arthur! (laughs) But yeah, she goes running out there. She's like, Donna, oh my gosh, are you okay? Let me help. And she's like... Go call the hotel doctor. And he's like, I'm staying with her. Her abuser says, I'll stay. No, you leave me alone with her. You go get the doctor. That was kind of fucked up. Yeah. So, and then he's just like, you know, I didn't mean to shut up. You fucking asshole. So she ended up spraining her arm. They think they thought it might be broken. Still, I'm sure very painful. It's all in a cat, you know, like in a sling and stuff. She looks like she hates him. Oh, yeah. She should hate him. Oh, yeah. And she never gets to be alone with him. Like, because she's hurt. Her mom's around, people are around, and she doesn't want to tell anybody. Which, like, I kind of get. Like, even. Or, uh, Kelly. Sorry, go ahead. No, you. I was going to say, Kelly comes to the hospital, and she's like, Donna's in the other room, and she's like, oh, what happened? He's like, oh, she, she fell down the stairs, and. And she was crying in pain, like maybe she broke her arm or whatever. And they were like, she, then Donna comes out and she's like, oh, my, it was just sprained. I'll be fine. She looks cowed. Like mm-hmm. she, and she acts like it. Actually, I have to say, Tori Spelling's acting has never been better because she really does seem like an abused, shut down person. She does a really good job. Like her personality is gone as Donna Martin and replaced by, you know, someone trying to process what the fuck has happened and everything. Yeah. But she, she comes out and she's like, Kelly's like, Oh, what happened? And she goes, did Ray tell you what happened? (laughs) And the way she says it, you can tell she's like, 
she's not sure if she should tell people. Mm-hmm. And, but she doesn't know if Ray's admitting it. So she wants to know what's going on. And Kelly's like, yeah, she said, he, she said you fell down the stairs, you clumsy. You clumsy little clutch. <laughs> and she's like, yes, I fell. And and Kelly's like, oh, you know, he was so worried about you. You can tell how much he loves you oh, and all yeah, this stuff. yeah. And Donna just looks like, yeah, whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. But when she is finally alone with him. Yeah, because her mom goes to get ice or something like that. And she says, get away from me. <laughs> and she said that to him when they were alone and she was on the ground, too. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I mean, like, she's trying to tell him to go fuck himself. Yeah, I'm hoping that she doesn't just allow herself to be abused. I don't remember exactly how they left off. Do you? She said, he's like, oh, he basically said, I love you. Yeah. And he's like, don't, you know, he's pulled the playbook for his mom. Yeah. And she's like, I know you do. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I think it it left on a somewhat ambiguous note, but I think they're going to be together. Yeah. I think next season we'll start with her being abused. And then they're going to use that to touch on abuse and probably have one of those awkward uh, after episode cutaways where they're like, we've had a lot of fun here tonight with 90210, but <laughs> but abuse is never a laughing matter and, you know, give up phone Poor number. Donna. First she almost gets raped. Now she's being abused. What's up with the, her, this character? Like, she's going through a lot. I don't know. So, yeah, so we'll see where that goes, but he he fucking threw her down the stairs by accident. Yeah, the abuse that started in San Francisco has continued. Mm -hmm. Not only verbal and emotional, but also actual, actually physical now, too. I'm kind of afraid he's going to end up raping her, too. Like, I mean, they're always, like, fooling around, then he gets Mm -hmm. mad, like... Because they, they he has been emotionally abusing her for a long time. Oh, yeah. I don't want to do the, you don't have time for me. And uh, uh, I'm not number one. You never show me you love me. Right. Yeah. And then, finally, we have Dylan. Dylan. Dylan's going to go to Maui to spend some time with his mom and his sister. And he's very excited about it. Yeah. Until a guy says, hey, why don't you, I got to, I got to, uh, pl- Oh, you can ride in a fucking kayak or whatever it no, is. No, paragliding. Paragliding, that's what it is. Yeah, so for the movie, like, they got somebody interested in doing the paragliding thing for their movie, and they're going to let Dylan try it out. He wrote, wrote a paragliding chase scene. Yeah. This sounds like the shittiest movie I've ever heard. <laughs> it really does. Past life regressions, and there's a paragliding chase <laughs> scene in it. But he decides to cancel his trip. This is the second big trip he's canceled. Yeah. So he can go paragliding. I assume because they're going on summer break that he'll actually go to Hawaii, though, just later. I hope so. Um, And then they get, like, some dude that says he's going to finance the movie if they put his girlfriend in as the lead. Yeah. I'll do your whole movie for you. But, like, Dylan wants to know how does he have all this money. And why does he have bodyguards? They go to stay at his house. Him and his writer buddy go to stay at this guy's house and go over the script with him, meet the meet the wife or the girlfriend or whatever she is, and talk about things. And he's got bodyguards. And Dylan's like, "What does he do that he uh, that he needs bodyguards?" He's like, "He's a fucking mobster." Yeah, he's like, "Is he connected?" So. So then Dylan tries to call Christine Pettit, the FBI agent that he knows, while on the grounds 
of the person that he suspects apparently might have had something to do with his father's murder. I don't know where he gets that from. Well, I don't know that he suspected that. I think he just suspected he was a mobster. Right. And he wanted to know if he was okay to deal with, basically. But he, you know, he has no patience. He has to do it, like, while he's there. Yeah. And they hear him. Yep. They picked him up on the scanner. I don't know how that works. But I don't really get how those car phones work either. Yeah, who knows. So they take him to uh, one of Northern California's uh, biggest attractions that no one really knows about. The little cable car things that go through the mountains. Yeah. Which um, looks fucking frightening. Tramway or something like that? I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, they're talking about, oh, we're going to check this out for one of the movie scenes again. And uh, then they just stop it halfway up. Well, well, all the way up. Halfway through. Yeah. The the apex of the ride. Um, They have his mouth fucking taped shut. They open the doors and hang him out. He's like, hey, we know who you called, you motherfucker. Right. Your little friend, Christine Pettit. Why'd you call her? Because you think that uh, I had something to do with your dad's murder? And he's like shaking his head, no, no, no. And he's like, well, I didn't. I didn't kill your dad. I know who did. You want me to tell you? And he's like, no. And I'm thinking like, I would, yes. I don't think he wants him to tell him because he thinks that means he'll have to kill him. Like, I tell you, but I got to kill you. I think he thinks it's one of those things since, you know, he's hanging out of a fucking tram. What does this guy care? Unless it's like a friend of his that killed. Maybe it is. But anyway, so it's all very cryptic. So he's like, well, I'll tell you, the FBI knows they've known from the very beginning who did it. Mm hmm. And he's Uh. saying no to everything. And he's like, yeah, it's good. Good boy. (laughs) Yeah. So then they pull him back in and he's like. All right, let's make a movie uh, and like hugging him and shit. I'm like, what in the fuck? Mobsters are fucked up people. Like based on really based on this, yeah. You think so? I think so. Don't you? Well, I mean, there were there were some clues along the way. The indiscriminate murder, the the drug trade, yeah. The uh, you know abuse of women and rape. So, yeah, so... Fucking sociopaths. Except for the mobsters that live by us. You guys are cool. (laughs) Dylan's like, I'm not going to be involved with this movie. You go for it, but I'm not going to be involved with this now. Yep. And then we end with him fucking pulling out a gun and talking about he's going to go after his father's killer. How does he know? Christine Pettit's, like, her voice is on the answering machine being like, yeah, Dylan, don't deal with these people. They're super dangerous and everything. Uh, but, you know, don't go doing anything rash or anything. It's okay. Yeah. He's like, yeah, Christina, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. He's like, he's loading up his gun. He's going to fucking go and kill him. But that mobster or who he thinks killed his dad? Who knows? I don't know. I think he might as well just go into the fucking the middle of the square and start shooting right. people. <laughs> hoping that one of them is the person that killed his father. My name this, is Anigo Montoya. This dad that he was fucking estranged from for so many years, and now he's got to avenge his death. Yeah. It's fucked up. It's all fucked up. It's very fucked up. So they're on summer break, but we're not, because uh, we're still watching it on tape. That's right. We are. will now be in season six. Yeah. So we are, we're going to be powering forward with it. Woo-hoo. Hopefully one day we catch up to actual time. We'll see. We'll see if it happens. But anyway, that is the episode. Big packed episode this week, Carol. Very much. 
All right, well, uh, why don't you tell the people what they can do, and then we'll get the hell out of here. So go ahead and write us at latefee1994.aol.com. Check out our website at www.retrolatefee.com, and tell your friends. All right, we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.